0: I can't help it, I'm more like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm more like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm more like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics lay a smackdown against the Kings. 128-75 in one of the most lopsided victories I have ever seen. As a fan, uh, this is a fun one. We're going to dive in today, uh, a little bit different than normal, uh, because there was no negatives to take from today. So we're going to run through today's podcast. Still going to do player of the game. Uh, run through some of the highs, and I have some Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart talk. Uh, and yeah, I guess you could toss Peyton Pritchard into the mix there. Uh, we're going to finish the podcast talking about that and potential trade targets here. Uh, To get things started off, going to give player of the game to Jason Tatum here. Uh, He followed up a 50-point performance uh, and absolutely went off again today. 36 points against the Kings, uh, four rebounds, six assists, 14 of 23 from the field, seven of 14 from three. Another fantastic performance from Jason Tatum. Mind you, those stats, are not including any fourth quarter minutes because no starter played a single minute in the fourth quarter, uh, which is just fun. Like that is a fun game to watch. But the last two games, the last three games, they just put up a stat here. Jason Tatum averaging 38 points on 50% from the field. 56% from the field, I believe the number was. Uh, So this is the Jason Tatum from... You know, post-All-Star game last year where he just absolutely went on a tear. Like, it's moments like these where Jason Tatum is absolutely unguardable. And his counterpart, Jalen Brown, also put up another unguardable performance. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists for Jalen Brown. 11 of 19 from the field, 5 of 12 from 3. Both of these guys, when they play like this, the Celtics are a tough out for anybody. I don't care what team it is. Call it the Suns. Call it the Nets, Bucks, whatever you want to say. Warriors. If the Jays play like this, this team is a very hard beat. Unfortunately for us Celtics fans, we haven't had a ton of, ton of situations like this. Uh, but it shows that the Celtics really, if they're playing at the top of their game, could do something. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be, you know, as Sean Coates from our Facebook page said, prisoner of the moment. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment and say that everything is fixed because it's it's clearly not. There are still some glaring issues on this team from a shooting standpoint. I think we still need addressed. Uh, but when the Celtics are moving the ball, this team is so much better. And I want to give a shout out to Marcus Smart here for a bit, because this is a guy everybody complains about constantly, right? And a lot of Marcus Smart haters will look at this game and be like, oh, he didn't score a single point in a game where we absolutely demolished the Kings. In in like a 50 point win, 53 point victory, Marcus Smart couldn't score. Are you kidding me? He took three shots, but it's not the three shots that I'm worried about. It is the seven assists in the steal that count for this team. How many times have the Celtics fans, Celtics just really lacked assist numbers? Every Celtics fan wants a pass first point guard. Please tell me that Marcus Mark tonight wasn't a pass first point guard. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's the answer. I'm not, because I, I I really don't believe that's the case. Like, I still think that the Celtics need to get another pass-first point guard that can do it on a, a more consistent basis. But what we've seen from him the last, like, 10 games he's played, obviously he's only been back for two, which have both been blowouts. But the eight, let's just even call it the last, the eight games prior to him leaving with the injury and then COVID, he was playing excellent basketball and he's continued it. He is a plus 72 in the last two games, a plus 72, which is an absurd stat to think about. And people will still complain because Marcus Smart is the most polarizing, probably athlete in all of Boston. And that's just it. That's, that's the case for him, unfortunately. Uh, but this is a game where you look, Tatum, Brown, and Smart played really, really solid games. Like, really solid games. That leaves another starter that I haven't mentioned. And his name is Robert Williams. Oh my goodness, was he good tonight. Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that Jason and Jalen both just absolutely went off, Robert Williams was a very, very good choice for potential player of the game also. Like, he might be too behind Jason Tatum. And the only reason I don't put Jalen Brown up there is because the assist numbers weren't as high. But Time Lord tonight, 13 points 17 rebounds, seven of which were offensive, four steals, three block. Uh, I'm sorry, four assists, three steals, two blocks. Honestly, looking at the stat sheet now, you could still make an argument that he played better than Tatum. Like his numbers tonight, he just, he absolutely dominated. This is the type of play that we've been looking for Uh, And honestly, I can't even say we've been looking for and we're glad to finally see because he's been doing it pretty damn consistently this season. This is the Robert Williams that we were looking for last year, the year before that. And we saw him just put together a really complete season so far. He has been such a joy to watch in a really ugly season so far. Uh, This is a fun one. It really is. Because the Celtics found themselves up a million points after three quarters. Like I said earlier, the Celtics starters did not play a single minute in the fourth quarter. uh, Which is something I thoroughly enjoy watching. Because this is where we let the the young guns go out and play. Uh, Grant actually wasn't really one of those guys that was out in the fourth quarter. Because he did play earlier. uh, And he played well. Eight points, three rebounds, three assists, two of three from three. Continuing to up his three-point percentage. Another solid game from him. But tonight, we saw meaningful minutes from niesmith 19 minutes, uh, and he shot well. Ten points, four rebounds, uh, four of eight from the field. Still struggling from three, one of four. Uh, but he's getting good looks. There is one play where he drove hard. Hard stop, fadeaway, hits it right as the shot clock's about to expire for Neesmith. Like, he's way more of a shot maker than we had att- anticipated. And I know I've said this before in a couple other podcasts, but he is significantly better at creating and making shots than I thought he would be. Like his you know, whole demeanor was supposed to be like, I'm that sharpshooter. I'm the guy that's going to come in and just absolutely be a sniper from three. We haven't really seen that this year, but he's shown us other skills, uh, which is just great to see. So another solid game from him. Uh, Peyton Pritchard got in only nine minutes tonight, but made it worth it. Nine points. Four of eight from the field, one of three from three. So similar to Neesmith, uh, still sort of struggled from deep. But Peyton Pritchard does a really good job of just using his body down low. Because he got, he got into the paint uh, down low a couple times today and just looked solid. You know, really, you know, impressed with him. There were still a couple of scenarios where He's trying to dribble and he's kind of bouncing off guys because he's just not not as big not as strong but you also see him use his size to his advantage at times and that's that's the Peyton Pritchard that I like to see uh which was good it was good to see you know we saw we saw Romeo out there God you know hit his one three that he took the real star of the bench uh was Josh Richardson tonight specifically in the fourth quarter leading up to that. Didn't really do much, right? But there comes a point where he was the only, you know, consistent role player that played in the fourth quarter. Uh, and he had a ton. Like, he had nine points in the fourth. And a lot of it just came down to the fact that, you know, he's out there with Nismith, Freedom, Pritchard, Romeo. Like, those types of guys. No, No one that's really creating their own shot. Minus, you know, Pritchard. Uh, but even at that point, Richardson is clearly the alpha in that group. Uh, so it was good to see. It's good to see him kind of take over because, you know, we saw earlier in the game, he wasn't exactly someone that was trying to trying to take shots. He saw that Tatum and Brown were very clearly carrying the team offensively. And he gave it up. You know, he let those guys do their thing. He still, you know, spotted up and was going to take shots if if the shots came to him. But he wasn't forcing anything. And again, that kind of goes back to Marcus Smart. Both of them played a similar style today. Both strong on the defensive end. Uh, but that's that's what you'll love to see. It's, he's an unselfish guy, Josh Richardson. He's just going to make the right play, the right move each time. Uh, And that's what we saw again tonight. Uh, This was a fun one, though. You look at the Celtics as a team. uh, 128, which is a fantastic game scoring-wise. How did they do it? 32 assists as a team. What does that tell you? 32 assists on 51 makes. That tells you that there was not a ton of ISO tonight. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, as as, as much as they were scoring... They were also dishing the ball. Six assists for Tatum, uh, three for Jalen. They were moving the ball. They were finding shots that were open or created by others. This is when the Celtics operate at their highest level. I've said it a million times. I think today it started with Marcus Smart. People will say it started with Jason Tatum, and that's a fair argument. Uh, But Marcus Smart created a lot of really really good shots today which is great to see okay so 32 assists excellent excellent movement right the story of today though 44 percent from three and this starts this starts with Jason and Jalen right we've talked about it all season long you know those guys both of them should be 40 plus 40% plus forty three-point shooters. They've both shown us that they're very capable of doing so. We haven't seen that a lot this year. Again, I've talked about Jason Tatum shooting a career-worst like 31%, maybe a little bit higher now after his last two games. But these are the guys that are supposed to run the ship offensively. And when you've got seven of 14 from three for Tatum, five of 12 from three for Jalen, the Celtics are going to shoot better, right? I know that just is a very obvious statement, right? But when those guys shoot better, it opens up the floor for everything else. Shots falling is contagious. It's something that, you know, if one person can hit a bunch of shots, the rest of the team's going to follow suit. It all starts with the two, the two guys, our two alphas, Tatum and Brown. It all starts from there. But 44% from three tonight, amazing. Almost 50% from the field. Like this is what happens when guys go out there and play unselfish basketball. They go out trying to get others involved. They create open shots. This is great. You know, the Celtics led by as many as 60 points. And this is our second straight blowout victory. Like, this is fantastic to see as a Celtics fan, considering where we stand in the season. Have they been good opponents? No, not really. Wizards, okay. Kings, not very good. But this is a really good stretch of basketball for the Celtics team. And at this point, like it's possible to keep it up and extend it a little bit more because we've got on Friday, we've got the Hawks who have been playing horrible Saturday. We've got the Pelicans who also haven't been playing very well. Uh, And it's not until Monday where we really have some competition against the heat, Uh, which hopefully fingers crossed, I will be at that game. Uh, But These, again, are the situations where Celtics just need to continue to roll on. Because at this point, we're making strides. Like, this is a situation where, you know, a couple teams fall a couple spots. And the Celtics can be up pretty high in the standings. Tonight, Wizards and Hornets both lost. And that means... The Celtics are currently a game and a half back from the Hornets for the seventh seed. But we're also not far back from the rest of the pack. You know, we find ourselves four games, four and a half, four games back from uh, Cleveland as well. So the Celtics can still make a push at this. Still make a push. It's going to take a lot of work. I don't think that this roster is going to be the same. I think there will be some guys that are gone shortly uh, with this trade deadline approaching. Uh, before I dive into some of the, the trades I see potentially coming up, I uh, do you want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on a DraftKings sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 50 to 6 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code. Celtics take 15. That's Celtics take 15 for 15 percent off. You won't regret it. All right, so I want to talk briefly here about where the Celtics team is going to be. Come the trade deadline. We've got two weeks uh, until the trade deadline, and at this point, there is not a single doubt in my mind that Dennis Schroeder is gone. Come, the, come February 10th. If you've watched the last couple games, now that the Celtics team is finally healthy, and we haven't seen this a ton this year, Dennis Schroeder's role has been severely diminished, right? Ime Odoka, to his credit, hasn't put out a ton of lineups with Smart and Schroeder. And I know I've been talking about it. I'm not the only one. A bunch of other people in media, whatever, are also talking about the fact that Schroeder and Smart do not play well together. And you've seen it. Imer Doka has adopted that. He's not playing them a bunch together. Clearly, both of them need minutes. Uh, So there are going to be some overlapping scenarios. And both of them typically have come when Jalen Brown actually got in foul trouble and that's not something that happens a lot so it's pretty clear to see that his his minutes are being taken away from him and it's something I've been calling for I still think that Ime needs to do a better job of getting some of these younger guys time I really do Uh, but at this point in the season I think it's pretty clear that minutes are starting to be taken away already Like even in games where it's been close, even go back to to Portland where we lost and probably could have used him. He wasn't really out there come crunch time. That's something Ime has moved away from. So it's not even just the last two games when Smart's been here. That game against Portland, he wasn't out there when it counted either. And that's something that a lot of fans should take into consideration because this is something that I, I do not, I don't see a circumstance where he's back and I'm all for it. Right? The other guy, and I don't know if there's a huge trademark, f- trademark market for him, but I've seen a ton of trade rumors surrounding Al Horford. And this is another guy that I can get all in on, but you need to get a big in return. And, I don't know if there's a ton of suitors for him. Realistically, it's going to be a team that, you know, is under. It's just going to be a team that desperately wants to win now and is desperate to add big man depth. I don't know if there are any suitors out here, but for whatever reason, Al Horford's name is flying all over the place. But this is something that I'd be absolutely all in for. It doesn't really do much for us this year as far as getting better because I don't really think that is a, there's a massive market. But he is someone that if we were to package him with you know picks, Schroeder, he's a pretty big salary match. So you could bring back someone. And whether or not that's a a star, whether or not it's someone that, you know, is younger, that fits the Jays timeline, we don't know. But he's another name that's floated out there a lot. The other name that has floated around a lot has been Marcus Smart. In this time, it's not from Celtics writers. It's from people in Dallas. The Mavericks are seriously interested in him. And this is a scenario where a lot of Celtics fans would clamor for this. But if Jalen Brunson somehow becomes available, that would be an option that would make a lot of sense. Dallas is another team where, I mean, they're already paying a big man and Porzingis a ton of money. So I don't think that there's going to be any market there for Al Horford. But if... We can trade a, like a Marcus Smart for Jalen Brunson and potentially get something else out of that deal. Uh, there's some potential options there. and he's it's not the only team that's been linked to Marcus Smart. He's been, if you look at the Celtics team, right? there are there are a couple tiers of guys. Jalen Jason, untouchable. No way they're getting traded. The tier right below them. Of guys that have value and that can be traded would be smart richardson and time lord time lord's probably closer to the untouchable section at this point because the poison pill salary just won't make sense he's not going to be able to be traded and get anything of significance in return so I don't I don't see that happening. I would kind of put him in the untouchables with the two J's. So then you're looking at Richardson and Smart as the other two guys on this roster that have any sort of trade value, which can be good because both of them are making like 11 million bucks or 11 and then more for Smart. But outside of those two, the next tier really... Is all of the other young guys. And most of them are just unproven at this point. So I don't think there's a huge market for there, for them. Dennis Schroeder is on a on a complete league of his own because I don't think he's coming back regardless. I think they'll trade him for whatever they can get. Again, I've talked about it. He's likely gonna go to some sort of contender that needs a backup guard. Someone that can give him minutes. Give him time to score and doesn't need to re-sign him because they won't get his bird rights either. So they'll still only be able to offer him $7.2 million next year, which is probably not enough. Right? So if that's the situation, if we can get a second round, probably or maybe two second rounds, or even a young player, right, to come back and a trade for him, that's just extra potential trade assets, right? So pair those trade assets with, you know, a potential guy like Richardson, who I love, by the way, I'm not trying to get rid of Richardson by any means, but he is an actual trade chip at this point and the Celtics don't have a ton of them. So this is a scenario where, you know, if you can package all of this stuff together, you might be able to get a guy of significance that can make a difference. I still think the Celtics need help at the point guard spot. As a true pass-first point guard, I think they need help in that area. But I also really think they need shooting. Getting rid of Dennis Schroeder, trading Dennis Schroeder for whatever it is, picks another player, whatever it is, all that's going to do is give Marcus Smart a little bit more space to operate. And it's also going to create... More time for Peyton Pritchard to get out there and actually develop. Because at this point, we're not getting a lot of developmental minutes. Because this team constantly is blowing leads or battling from behind. Or trying to battle from behind, I should say. Uh, So when that's the case, you're playing your starters a lot. And guys like Neesmith, like Pritchard, like Romeo aren't getting time to develop. So getting rid of a guy in Schroeder that's playing 20, 25 minutes, those minutes can be reallocated elsewhere. And that's what I like. So those are are realistically the three guys that I think could be moved. Like I still think it's Smart, Horford, Schroeder. I think those are the three guys on this Celtics team that have potential to move schroeder is the absolute he's gone in a couple weeks uh so enjoy him while you can but that's we're gonna wrap things up there's a there's a lot of things coming in each day a lot of potential trade rumors a lot of it's noise at this point a lot of it's just fans trying to go through the trade machine which i think is a bunch of bs uh but that's where we stand at this point So that's, we're going to wrap things up. The Celtics come out with a 53 point win against the Sacramento Kings. We play Atlanta on Friday in Atlanta, uh, which should be another fun game. Hopefully the Celtics continue uh, to push the pace, move the ball uh, and just play good basketball because it's something we've been waiting for, for a long time as fans. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, and make sure to subscribe. Rate and review the podcast as well. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I, I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it nah, I can't help it nah, I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm like a Celtic.